This is a Main Hustle Media Podcast. Hello and welcome to Militantly Mixed, the new podcast about race and identity issues from the mixed race perspective. I am your host, Charmaine Johnson, aka Mixed Girl Maine, and I just want to take a few minutes of informal chit-chat time to talk to you a little bit about myself and why I'm doing this podcast, and then we're going to jump over to what I'm referring to as the Zero episode, in which I have a conversation with a childhood friend of mixed race, Blurred Vision. Those of you who got a chance to listen to the promo, which dropped on Juneteenth, I do talk a little bit about my ethnic background and the reason why I'm doing this on there, but if you didn't get a chance to hear that, I will say a little abbreviated version of it here. So I am a mixed race woman. My father was half black, half Caucasian British. My mother is half Japanese, half German Irish. Both of my grandfathers were American GIs that were stationed in other countries and met and married my grandmothers and brought them here. I was raised immersed in both my black cultures and my Japanese cultures with a little bit of a touch of the British culture because I did live with my grandmother for a period of time. But for the most part, I wasn't really exposed to white people or white relatives besides that grandmother. I have pretty much been aware of my quote-unquote difference as a mixed-race person from a very early age. And because I also present very racially ambiguous, like you wouldn't see me down the street and be able to say, yes, she's black or yes, she is white, I am almost always asked what my ethnic background is. In fact, I'm usually told I look very exotic and they want to know where I'm from. That kind of constant otherness that happens to me is something that sort of created a little bit of a, a racial militancy in that I, I want to be visible as a mixed race person. I want you to be able to see what I am and not have to ask me. But I also want the world to sort of know it's not their place to ask a racially ambiguous person or a person of any kind of background what they are. It's also not the person of color or the mixed race person's responsibility to educate someone who would ask something that is racially ignorant. And yet, if we don't educate, who will? So we're sort of constantly battling this internal struggle of, do I address this racially ignorant question? Do I educate this racially ignorant person? And sometimes they're very well-meaning or well-intentioned. And uh, <laughs> honestly, a lot of times the person that is very well-intentioned or well-meaning are the ones that ask some of the most racist questions of us. And that's where Militantly Mixed comes in. I have a tendency to talk about race quite often. In fact, some of my friends would probably say it's the thing I talk about the most. And whether or not that comes from me or just kind of comes from the fact that I look the way that I look and people tend to approach me with questions about why I am racially ambiguous, it, it just, it's unavoidable as a topic of daily conversation for me. And so I felt like it probably would be a good idea for me to get a platform in which I could talk about race all the time. I maybe talk about race to new people since I'm probably exhausting all of my friends and family who hear me talk about this stuff all of the time. 
And more than that, because I grew up feeling an absence of seeing people like me represented in media in the world, I, I realized that the generations that come up after me are probably having that same experience. And while things are getting a little bit better and you do see multiracial or families in TV and movies, it's always still controversial. So Militantly Mixed's goal is, one, to have an open forum to talk about race and identity issues from the mixed race perspective, because our perspective is a little bit different from monoracial people. Things aren't just black and white for us. It's also a place where we can kind of collect the stories of mixed race people so that the generations that come behind us are going to not feel as isolated or alone. They'll get to listen to this podcast and say, oh, I'm a biracial person that presents one way but feels another. Or, oh, I'm a multiracial person that lived in this environment, but nobody knew what I was or they always thought I was something different. And they'll get to see themselves or hear themselves in that and not feel so alone. And hopefully, if they're listening to us now, they can engage. If they, especially if they live in an environment where there aren't a lot of people like them out there, they can come over to our Facebook group and say, hey, this episode really touched me and I would like to talk to this person about blah, 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 because my experience is similar. Or sending a message to me directly and saying, Charmaine, what, you know, what was your experience with blah, 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 because this is what I'm going through too. I want Militantly Mixed to not just be a, a weekly podcast that we talk about race and identity. I want it to be a community. I want us to meet each other, to hear each other's stories and know that in the grand scheme of all the race-related stuff that we talk about, our stories are just as significant as anything else out there. So with all that being said, I'm now going to jump over to the discussion that I had with my childhood friend, Blurred Vision. I'm going to ask you to bear with sort of the choppiness of the conversation because part of it is that we knew we wanted to do a podcast together, but we also know that our schedules are sort of opposite. So he will come into the show with me from time to time, but he won't be a regular or even a or even a weekly co-host. But I had to start the very first thing that I release for Militantly Mixed with Blurred Vision because without him, it probably wouldn't have taken the form that it did. We have been, we've known each other since we were kids, uh, but we've been in and out of each other's lives at different times. And whenever we are in each other's lives, we do talk about how we really wanted to make something about mixed raceness. We both feel the absence of representation. And so we wanted to do something. About a decade ago, we talked about writing a screenplay together. I think we've even talked about doing a documentary. And then once I got really into listening to podcasts, I said, why don't we do a podcast together? But because our schedules are so opposite, we haven't really been able to pull it off as a team. But we're, we were able to jump on Skype for a little bit and chat about mixed raceness and sort of our history as, as childhood friends and us talking, wanting to talk about this. I do ask that you bear with the kind of back and forth choppiness of the conversation because there are times where we sort of jump from one topic to another and a lot of that is just the shorthand of being friends for a while and, and kind of having had some of these conversations. Uh, we do cover a few things that we had never talked about before so that part was nice. And without further ado, here is the Zero episode with Mixed Girl Maine and Blurred Vision. This is kind of the zero episode. It's uh, a chance for me to bring on someone I've known for a big portion of my life, my friend Blurred Vision. We kind of grew up together a little bit. We're both mixed kids and military brats. Mm -hmm. 
So I'm going to let uh, you talk about yourself a little bit and then we can get into it. What's up, girl? Yeah, uh, <laughs> this is your boy, uh, Blurred Vision. Uh, grew the up. original Blurred Vision, the because original, there yeah. is a cosplayer and he has reached out trying to get the name, but they're you know, just going to have to it. I can't <laughs> no. give it up. You know what I mean? I was, I was the first. So I should just say OG Blurred Vision. But uh, yeah, uh, we've known each other for a very long time. Grew up in Sacramento, California. Mm -hmm. uh, mother is Italian. My father is black. We have that shared mixedness. Mm -hmm. um, but, uh, you know, hey, we uh, it's all love. You know what I mean? Yeah. So with, with I'm just going to call you Blurred. Uh, with yeah. Blurred, I, we met fourth grade and his mother was she watched my brother and I so we'd go over there after school every day and they were the first family I wasn't related to that had two different colored parents just like I did and I felt I remember feeling at home right away and it took until I was an adult to realize oh it was probably because you had a black dad and a whitish mom right too. you know um, it's 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 weird how you say that because I never really even you know just growing up in Sacramento, it is, it's it's kind of diverse. And, you know, especially yeah. where we were um, with the military families, it's uh, a lot of people do have, you know, mixed race uh, mother and father, or, you know, father that is one and mother is that is other. So um, it's, it's good to know that I that I helped with you feeling that myself. <laughs> I, uh, not my parents, but, you know, I, yeah. <laughs> I was I mean, able to help. Yeah. I think it was just like a, a weird sense of like, oh, my cousins and and I look like you guys, and you know, because actually you and your your full brothers all sort of have different skin tones and everything like that. I remember right. your youngest brother being kind of a lot darker uh, than you guys, and I was like, oh, you guys are just like a, like me and my brothers, different colors from each other. My cousins and I are different colors from each other. So, yeah, it really, it did. I only thought about it kind of recently. I was like, I can't think of any other family or any other people that I knew that were like us until until I met you guys that's, um, yeah that's cool that and your mom is just one of those loving people which I mean I, I guess the last time I saw her was high school graduation yeah but and before that not since I was hanging out at her house as a little kid because I moved between Long Beach and Sacramento but like I just remember your mom being a source of like like she's just a comforting loving type of woman um, so I always had like a fond, a fondness and memories about her too. Yeah. You know, she still actually does watch kids as of right now. I mean, she's, does she still? She, yeah. She's always that mother, that mothering, uh, uh patriarch, uh, or I should say matriarch, matriarch. Say matriarch <laughs> um, that people, you know, that people went to, I mean, it's, it, she's raised a lot of children in that, sure, in that area. Yes. So it's, it's, uh, it's a good thing when you go home and, and people know you and you're like, oh, I don't know who you are, but he's like, your mom raised me and I was this, you know, so it's, yeah, it's pretty cool. That's funny. I, I, cause I hadn't seen her. So we left Sacramento when I was kind of in between fifth and sixth grade. And then I didn't come back to Sacramento until I was, um, what it was a 10th grade that I came back mm -hmm. and I, and then I saw your mom at the high school, at our high school graduation. And I walked up to her 
knowing that I hadn't seen her, I was like, hi, I don't know if you remember me. And she just like pulled me in and gave me a big old hug. And she's mm-hmm. like, oh, please. <laughs> like, shut yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, like, of course once I remember you. <laughs> <laughs> once you're one of her children, you're one of her children. Right. You know I mean? So, yeah. It was, it was yeah so that's cool. how she is. But yeah, day. so we go, we go, we go pretty far back. And we hadn't yeah. talked to each other in a really long time. And I don't remember how we reconnected, but I think I was in either Austin or Boston by that time. And mm-hmm. you and I started talking about mixed race stuff. We were just like, right. we don't know what we want to do. A, a documentary, a screenplay, a book. Like we, we've talked about so many things over the years. And we've even talked about this podcast for a while. And it's really just been a case of like, if you were available, I was working that crazy ass job. And if mm-hmm. I'm if I'm available, you know, you've got your family and, and all the other stuff that you got going on, too. So we haven't been able to really get it together. But that's why I'm glad that we're we're finally sitting here talking and doing this podcast. Let's get into kind of the stuff that we've been talking about for fucking yeah. our whole lives together. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get to it. Yeah, no. So you I mean, you're a person who. The difference between you and I is that people look at you and they see a black guy. It doesn't like right. you're light right. skin, but it doesn't necessarily translate. And you're big and muscular and everything like that, so it doesn't translate into, oh, that's a half white guy. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, ne- you know, I've never got that. Hey, are you <laughs> half white? No, I, I, I mean, maybe in a joke, you know, somebody's like, oh, but he's half white. So, um, yeah, it's it's weird how. People and I guess you're you're pointing it out is that I mean people do they do know they look at me and they kind of mm-hmm. say you know hey these are the things that they mark off in the box that say hey that guy has to be part black you know what I mean mm-hmm. he has blackness so yeah um, you know but uh, you know a lot of times you know people do say well you got white features and you got th-, and I'm like I I don't need you to point out the things that aren't my blackness <laughs> right say, I am me you know what I'm saying but. Yeah, it's kind of, it, you know, when people do look at me, they do know that I have uh, that I am black. So yeah. um, which is kind of which is kind of different for you, because I know when they look at you, they they kind of get a, a, a furrowed brow and they're kind of like not understanding what what box do I put you in? <laughs> what do I guess? <laughs> yeah, what, what can I in my own mind make this yeah. all understandable? You know what I mean? So. Yeah, so like it's funny because for me, in terms of all the things I'm mixed with, and and um, I did mention it in the promo, but for those of you that may not have caught it, I am. My father was black and Caucasian British. His mother was from England. His father was an American GI. That's how that that's how that marriage happened. And on my mom's side, she's half Japanese, and the other mix is like a German, Irish, West Virginian, Appalachian, who knows what they are, um, <laughs> kind of folk. And uh, same thing, war bride, Japanese war bride era. And so I grew up knowing I was super mixed and not knowing who the fuck I belonged to, but black people always made me feel normal. So right. I do sort of identify more as black, even though I'm sort of yellowish, tannish, and my face shows my black features but my skin color throws people off and so someone wants to go oh on the west coast in particular oh you're filipino or 
um, Mexican, especially when I had curly hair when we were kids. Remember, I used to perm, perm yeah. my hair and stuff. Um, and then, <laughs> and I stacked my bangs. I did the whole thing. I was from Long Beach. What are you going to do? You just threw yourself under the bus. I, mean, <laughs> I don't care. Goodness, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I had the crunchy curly hair going. But when I'm on the East Coast, people think I'm Dominican or Puerto Rican. And that to me makes more sense because I am, mm-hmm. you know, lighter brown, yellowy skin tone, but I have black features. So it makes sense to me that people want to try to go there i don't get why people want to go mexican and or filipino because i don't see those i don't see anything that resembles that like if i stood side by side with a full-blooded mexican person no one's going to confuse or i would think no one would confuse but how often i get spoke spanish to by you know anybody it's it's kind of crazy to me so yeah like i identify as mixed black or black and japanese Blackanese, and then the white part is just sort of like this thing that I am that I have no connection to. But yeah, you, yeah. you at least had your white parent. I didn't have white people in my family except for my British grandmother, and she wasn't like Americans, you know? Right, right. Yeah, I mean, it, growing up, um, you know, my mom was from Sacramento, so my uh, my white family was was there. My uh, My grandfather never really, well, not never really, I should say, once I came, he was on board, you know what I mean? Like once, you know, he didn't really kind of, mm. you know, jive with, you know, my mom and dad. But then once I came, then it was like, okay, it well, is what it is. It's a little is. pale. It's not too bad. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> so uh, I like a little curly hair. Uh, but, um, but yeah, so I was able to connect with, with the white side. But, but also, you know, my dad always, you know, helped keep my blackness and 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 whatnot and so i I, and like you said though because i was able to be put in those easy fittable boxes not not like yourself i was able to just go to you know okay i can get blackness from here and whiteness from here and and still you know did you ever feel like you wished people would assume you were white not at all I, you know, yeah, it's right? weird because I don't think I, yeah, it's, <laughs> I, don't get never, I don't mean to sound like that, but I, I, I have never thought like, I've always been very thankful. You know, I mean, I know that there's issues that we have to deal with and I know right. that there's, Absolutely. you know, but I've always been very thankful for being black. Right. It's, it, it, you know what I mean? Same. I've never been. I mean, and I guess sometimes, you know, when something goes my way or whatever, or somebody sees me and and you can kind of see what they're doing in their own mind and they kind of give me a, a little something because they can see that, you know, or I'm mm-hmm. with my white mom or something like that. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, I, you know, I get that. But um, I've never been like, whew, I'm glad I'm part white. You know what I mean? I've never, <laughs> you know, I've never had that feeling. Um out there because I, I guess it's it, because people do put me in that box i guess mm-hmm. it's never been a a, a a part where i had to had to go and be like you know or or kind of deny one part of it you know what i mean yeah um, like I, the so. way i put it is like i'll never be accused of being white even though technically i'm half white like if you add it up both of my parents are biracial both of them were half white i am right. half white uh, because the only white relative I never knew was my British grandmother. I mean, I met my Caucasian grandfather, my mom's dad. He was a, he was around when I was a baby, and then my family, you know, they separated. And I I, I probably saw him maybe five times, where I'm like aware mm. of his who he is and stuff. Up until I was twelve, I never saw him again. I mean, and honestly, uh-huh. he could still be in Sacramento 
and I wouldn't know. Like, I have no clue what happened right. to him. So, like, white people, the only white people I was around was the times that I did live in Sacramento whenever I wasn't in Long Beach. And they were all, just like you, a part of either a mixed-race family from the military base or... Mm-hmm. Like, our high school was kind of weird. It was It was actually pretty white, but we seem to know a lot of people like us. Like, it was a, I mean, it was a pretty diverse school, but it it was still, like, we could flip through those books and see mostly white faces. Right, right. Um, It's weird, because, I mean, Sacramento, like, when I look back, I think Sacramento does have a lot of diversity. I know there are, you know, obviously, there are white pockets of, you know, uh, you know, Rio Linda, and there are, you know, going up towards the mountains, but um, I think where we grew up because of the military, we did have a lot of people that were mixed with a lot of different things coming mm-hmm. in and out um, that kind of kept us grounded. And our school was it wasn't really like I couldn't I can't say like progressive in a sense, but mm-hmm. we did have we did have where we were all kind of cool. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there wasn't the jocks and the rockers and the drama people and the you know right. what I mean? like we were pretty blended. That's right. true. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, we, we kind of had a, a a whole unit, really. And the kind of friends, so we also ran in a very similar circle, too. I mean, not just because we had grown up together, but all of the all of the people we you and I grew up with ended up being our friends in high school, too, for the most part. Right. Um, and and so like that transition into us getting older, the only kind of things that really probably drove us apart in those relationships was whether or not we were fucking somebody's boyfriend or girlfriend (laughs) 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 the kind of shit that goes down in high school i mean i I don't remember like i remember a couple of times where we referred to it as like the annual race fight or whatever that kind of happened like at the beginning of the year but Mm -hmm. it was it was never anything like what i dealt with in in long beach or anything like that we literally had maybe 30 white people at our high school in long beach so The Mexicans sat on one side of the school. The black kids sat on the other side of the school. The white kids were in the parking lot. You know, there wasn't yeah. many of them. Um, so we didn't really come up. That kind of stuff didn't happen very often. But I didn't feel like... We, I never got the sense that we had a lot of racial conflict. Yeah, I mean, there were, you know, there were things here and there. But, I mean, like my three best friends, one was uh, black and Japanese. One was uh, English, but his mom was married to a black man. Um, and then that the other was pretty much mixed my whole situation and, right there. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's yeah, exactly. That's your family. Um, and I mean, I even failed to mention that my dad's first marriage was to a Japanese woman. So my brother, my oldest brother is, you know, is half black and half Japanese. Right. So when I see him and you, I can, I see that. So I can put you in a box because I know right. he, what he looks like. You know what I mean? So yeah, so I call that like smell our own kind because even if we're not quite mixed the same, we kind of can see each other right away. So like I see another mixed person walking down the street and I'm just like, you know, sending that that eye contact or that vibe to be like, I got like I got it. Like I'm like, you isn't that weird? Isn't oh, that weird that you, you just know it? It feels so good, though, sometimes because right, like I, I had yeah, uh, this weekend I was at this event at the the Janum, the Japanese American mm-hmm. National Museum in L.A. And it was a it was about the Japanese, you know, quotation war, war bride era. And, and there was a couple segments that were the black, the black Japanese people. And there's uh, two fairly or three fairly prominent black and Japanese professors and authors that were there. And mm-hmm. from across the way. 
someone kind of points to this guy and introduces him. He's like, oh, he, she's, she said, oh, Charmaine kind of wanted to meet you. And he looked at me and you could see the recognition. I was like, yeah, I'm a black and Japanese too. And I don't know any of us. And he gave me the Wakanda forever salute. And mm-hmm. I did it back. Mm-hmm. And it was like the only, it was like the most bit like visible <laughs> I yeah, ever felt in yeah. my whole life like oh my gosh right. another black and Japanese saw me and was like mm-hmm. yeah we're the same Wakanda forever yeah. and even though we're technically we don't have a spot in Wakanda because they're you know, <laughs> they didn't make the mixed folks there right. it still was like that weird feeling of oh my god there's people that are like me right. out there right. I, f- I forgot that your older sibling was black and Japanese don't, yeah. don't and so you, you also have like three white siblings too from I do I, I remember, do for my mom's first marriage, yeah. I remember your sister and the young... Oh, no, I remember all three of them. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, because, yeah, so I have I have the, the super mix. I mean, yeah, my mom was married to white a white man, her, her first marriage. So I have a sister and two brothers. They're full white. Your ja- sister uh, was ten. gone by the time I was hanging yeah. out there, but your, but your brothers yeah. were still around. I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then um, the black and Japanese one came around uh, more on the on the weekends and stuff. But you didn't so, have you, you didn't have two other siblings on your dad's side. I could have swore you guys were three, three, and three. Did I have that wrong? No, no, we have three. Have the three whites, <laughs> the three whites, <laughs> three um, whites. and the, the three whites. Uh, then the me, Shane, and Shannon. Mm-hmm. And then uh, then Tim. So yeah. Mm. I don't think I ever saw your black and Japanese brother. No, a, no, I don't think yeah. I ever did. I, I went uh, I went to uh, Nobuko's house all the time, and so um, yeah, it it was it was cool too, like to to see a, a different culture growing up. Yeah, um, you know, with with him being there, so yeah, it was it, it was always uh, you know, like I said, it was always a nice place to go because it was a place I w- where I wasn't related, but people looked like me, so I was I wasn't the weird one. I right. think. I think that was that was what was so cool about about growing up out there. Cool. Okay, I just have a little offshoot. This has nothing to do with yeah. being mixed or anything like that. But do you remember that you and I had a dance off? <laughs> um, at before the... they were dance offs. <laughs> I think we, we invented the, it. I don't know. We were at the community center. What was that little place on the base? The base house. The the, little... the youth center. The youth center, right? The youth and center. And we went yeah. to one of those dance nights or whatever. And I don't remember what, but I think you and I weren't happy with each other for some reason. And so, like, we <laughs> yeah. decided to settle it on the dance floor. And um, the DJ has, there, has... like. As brown this? people should, you know what I mean. <laughs> we should be doing it only on the dance floor. You know what I mean? Um, I just I do had this remember. memory the other day because yeah. I remember that "Shake Your Thing" from Salt and Pepper came on, and I was like, "Okay, it's time for dance off." <laughs> you mean let's go. go? Let's get it down right now. Yeah. Um, you know, I it, yeah, that was it, that youth center was pretty cool. That we had like it's, you know when we were in like dope. fifth and sixth grade. Yeah. We had dances, you know what I mean? So Yeah, and we had the, the soda machines where we could mix all the flavors mm-hmm. and stuff like right. that. That was, that was a good spot because I didn't have anything like that in Long Beach. Long Beach, right. I, I, I was straight on the border of Compton and North Long Beach. I went to Jordan High School, so if there are any listeners from Long Beach, <laughs> um, I was there in 92. We like I walked to school, and a prostitute used to be up in the morning, and she would pet our hair as we walked to school wow. and tell us to make good decisions. <laughs> 
<laughs> like, yeah. like that's how and then she ended up getting murdered and so later on we ended up walking past where she was murdered um the day the cops were there collecting her body Jeez. and stuff like that so like that was my long beach experience and then i'm i go back to sacramento as a teen you know like a teenager at 15 or yeah 15 years old and all of a sudden I was I was weird at, at at our high school. I was like the the new old girl because everybody knew me from when mm-hmm. we were kids, but right. I was different because I was from Long Beach now. Um, I had got a hard. ghetto ask uh, accent. It took me like two three years to drop that accent, and that was like my aunt staying up with me in the middle of the night, like trying to get me to count to 10 instead of count to 10. I remember she was really working on my accent because I I sounded really, really hood at the time. And I remember getting a fight with, uh, so you and I share uh, the knowledge of a a dude that was a redheaded black dude, right? You remember him? Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't want to drop any of his names if they're not not on the show. Uh, (laughs) And he came up to me one time and was like, like, you don't know what it's like, Charmaine. You don't know what it's like to be black. And I was like, nigga, I'm from Long Beach. Like, you, you, you live in Antelope. You need to yeah, calm the right. fuck down. Right. <laughs> but but like, I wait, guess you don't know. You don't know what it's like. I mean, appreciate the dude's anger because it's not easy to yeah. be a, a redheaded black dude. But um, right. But yeah, like we, we, we used to go back and forth about that kind of stuff. I used to hate when people would think I wasn't, and that was part of my mixed journey, which I think, right. I don't know if right. you have the quite as a, much as I do, but the not being seen as black means I got to overperform my blackness in some spaces when I was younger. I don't do that shit anymore. Yeah. Um, but when I was younger, I used to like have to overperform my blackness just to be like, no, I'm le- like legitimate yeah. black person. You have to, you have to let me be, you know, let me present or represent as i want to or something like that so i definitely had that problem i didn't have that problem in long beach at all i was black in long beach and it was fucking brilliant like i (laughs) i felt normal i'd never felt weird i mean they would make jokes if i said something goofy they'd be like oh don't worry that's just your white side you know so like it was always a part of a joke the whiteness was always part of a joke and like you said i never sat there wishing i was white i knew that i benefited from a privilege without understanding it as a privilege right because like that that i understand yes yeah like my light skin got me out of situations that if i were darker i would have been in you know worse position like uh Mm -hmm. me and my friends sitting in the park and cops pick us up and say we're loitering they go drop my black friends off in the mexican neighborhood so they get the shit kicked out of them and then i get dropped off at home and my black dad opens the door and now the cops are like regretting their decision Mm. because they all they saw was this little like light girl they didn't know what i was but i didn't look black enough for them and since my hair is straight like asian hair it's yeah it was easier to be like oh she must just be like this little asian kids or something like that and they you know took me home and then my black dad opens the door so like i understood in that moment that there was something there i didn't understand it as a privilege until way later in life but um it was also one of those things like i didn't want to benefit from not that i wanted the shit kicked out of me in a mexican neighborhood like my (laughs) friends but i just wanted to it was this thing of like I had a lot of anger, like especially as a teenager, I was always fucking angry that I wasn't black enough for non-black people to see right. it. I always right. felt black enough for black people. So yeah, um, it is, but it, yeah. Did you ever have? Did you go through an angry patch about being mixed at all ever? Um, you know, uh, I you know not really. I went through where, you know, you kind of do want to get 
to belong to one. You know, you kind of want to belong because sometimes yeah. on one on one end you're you don't belong to one, but you're just enough. And on the other side, you're just enough to not belong to there. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, and so you kind of get you're in the middle and you connect to both, but you're not both. You're not either. So it's kind of one of those. It's it's weird. But I never I never had a. I guess that that never was my reason for anger or, you know, or any resentment or anything mm. like that. I never like looked at my parents and resented anything from them. I just, I, you know, I was kind of like, and I guess because of where we grew mm. up, I kind of had a different, a different, uh, yeah. uh, situation. Yeah. So I do remember being mad that my dad wasn't darker, especially because his dad was so dark. And then I'm like, you couldn't mm-hmm. have given me a little bit more melanin. Like I had to sit there and be this, but at the same time, if I wasn't the color that I was, I would have never known my Japanese family right. because that was once it was. So my parents were 15 and 17 when they had when they got when they had me. So that was already bad enough. But then on top of it, my Japanese and white side find out that my father was black and that was, a, you know, 70s. That was a whole nother thing. Mm. And so my mom was kicked out of the family at first. And I think the only reason why I came back into the family was because my youngest aunt wanted to see me and she was 13. So my grandma had to drive her over to see me. And then she told my grandma like, oh, no, she's yellow. She's not she's not brown. And, (laughs) you know, because of that, I was back in the or my family was was sort of reunited through that. And and to this day, like my, my Japanese grandma is my favorite person in my family and I love her. But she definitely still you know she doesn't know black people and she right. didn't have black people in japan so if a black person would come up to me in front of her and say like you're, you're black right she'd be like why why did they ask can everybody tell uh-huh. like no yeah. japanese people can't tell it's just black people and i remember one time in particular that really messed her up was my mom was is really popular in sacramento because she's a hairstylist and she does black hair so black people <laughs> random just like you black people would come up to me randomly and be like oh you're nancy's daughter da, da, da. and yeah. um so one time i was at i was eating with my grandmother and this dude god i don't remember his name he just came and sat down with me at a restaurant at like me and my grandma at a fast food restaurant and he's like you're nancy's daughter right and i was like yeah and he's like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you black yeah yeah I and then he gets up and walks away and my so it was already a weird moment like in right. terms of like an interaction my grandma was like one what happened why did that dude sit down with us and two right. what was that conversation and so I was just like he he knows mom he just wanted to make sure I was you know part black or whatever you know she didn't it freaked her out yeah and I tell. mean she didn't realize how and it was a deeper level too deeper level conversation there yeah with just those words yeah, like, I, we didn't have to go anywhere else. And it happens to me randomly. Like, uh, go into a building and a security guard will be like, hey, little sis, this way. And I don't mm-hmm. say anything. And they don't even get so far as to hear my name. Like, right. I think if you're well, questioning what I am, once you hear my name, mm-hmm. then you're as a confirmation. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I got a ghetto-ass yes. name. Like, Charmaine Latrice Franklin is not an accident. Um, no. Oddly enough, my mom was the one who named me that, though. Not my dad. My oh, mom yeah. was the one who gave me that name. But see, I'm not cool with nicknames that I don't grant to somebody. I get real bent <laughs> out of right. shape when someone calls me Char. Oh, I would too. Because one, look at me. I'm not. I'm not a like a blonde hair stepford wife mm-hmm. from Connecticut. You know, you're right. not gonna get away calling me Char. Now, I say that knowing that there are now a couple of famous black women that go by the name Char. 
I don't understand it, but okay, whatever is your thing, it's not my thing. So you either call me Charmaine because that was my whole name, or if we're close enough and you're going to call me a nickname, it's going to be Maine or Maney. Mm-hmm. I attach more to that side of my name, I guess, in terms like, I, yeah, I just can't go. I can't mm-hmm. go there. And then my whole life, I've always turned something into something main, you know, to like, if I'm upset, I'm grumpy main. If I'm sleepy, I'm sleepy main. And then now I've actually created my company, main hustle media, because it's a play on words, but I'm using my name at the same time, you know? So main has always been, and you, you've called me main. I think you were one of the first people early on that called me main. Right. Cause I, yeah, because, I mean, I just was like, when I, because I say it that way, but yeah. then whenever I would talk to you, I'd be like, what's up, man? You know what I mean? Because yeah. it just would go with it, you know? Right, so. yeah. Yeah, you're, yeah, and because when I was, everybody wanted it to be Char something, and so I would have this, <clears throat> right. like, rant all the time. It was like, you know, Charmy or um, Char Char or whatever, and, like, I just, I can't stand it. And it's one of those right. things where I lose my mind when someone does it, <laughs> As and especially with white people though and i think that that just has to do with a lot of the baggage that i have as a mixed kid that's not ever going to be seen as white even though it makes up you know percentage wise it is the most of of me if i'm in a job interview or like i have a white boss and they're just like i'm just gonna call you char and i'm like no you're not because that's not my name my name's charmaine it's not hard it's two syllables um we'll never be close enough for you to call me char because there's no person on this planet who can call me char and i'll be like okay no, it can't be my husband. Right. It can't be anybody. Like, I'm not going to go for it. Just because I don't feel like it makes sense for my face. Right. Oh, yeah. Called, I feel you. Culture. One thing that I don't know if you get as often as I do is do you get the where are you from question? Uh, no, I think they do. I, I think they essentially know what I am just because of I, I don't know if it's my like my voice, uh, the way I carry myself, because I do. I don't carry myself any different than anybody else I don't think mm. but I think that there are some mannerisms there are some things that you know um, you know that I do like my dad uh, but a lot of people you know because I've heard that before but right. a lot of people just they assume that and um, and you know and I may be a, <laughs> a little bit being half Italian and half black I think I, I am a little bit louder than other folks so I mm. think that they kind of assume that as well because of the the my right. stature or my larger than life personality I've been told. Right. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, 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 it's been, I guess, since they they can they can easily see that. Um, yeah, I think I know. I you know, and I get that. You probably do ha- get that more than I do, just because of the way that I look. Mm-hmm. But um, I know, I think I got like. I look forward in a sense, not look forward as in like with anticipation, but I look forward in the lives of my daughters. I can't wait to Uh, see how your daughters are going to. Yeah. Right. Because I mean, with my wife being full Mexican, but she's super looks like a, like a white woman with, yeah. Like with dark and she's full, full Mexican. Um, But with my daughters, my first daughter is as dark as I am, curly Mm -hmm. hair, dark, uh, looks just like me. My second daughter, blonde, you know, she she's dark. She dark eyed. I mean, I guess she has kind of like hazel eyes. But mm-hmm. so we call them, you know, beans and rice because one is dark, <laughs> one is you know, beans and rice. But but you know, they'll they'll probably get that because I mean, sometimes people will come and just to me be like, same father or 
you know, hmm. you know, where is she from, or is, is she? You know what I mean? So it's, I, I can see that they're gonna have to deal with that, and I think that you know, like us having discussions like this is gonna help me uh, when they do see that, and if they can't deal with it, you know, having a person that that, or even having an experience to 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 point to and be like, you know, mm-hmm. this is how you can deal with that. Yeah, I mean, especially with your with your youngest daughter, I think it it'll be interesting because standing next to you looks like you standing next to your wife looks like your wife i think definitely in the right. lower part of her face she favors her her mother for sure and right. everything like that um but i can imagine that she is uh she's probably going to get the most attention because right. when you guys all four together she looks the least or she looks the most different with the blonde hair yeah. really, really does stand right. out um yeah i wonder how they'll deal with two being sisters of two different colors as they go through school at the same time i imagine their experience will be really different because um, yeah has has anybody ever asked your mom like you know because or when you guys were younger if you guys were the same father oh she gets or, all or the time like that all the time but also because the boyfriend that she's had throughout since since her and my dad had broken up, he yeah. he's light skinned black with like green eyes or whatever, and he's got one dark skinned daughter and one sort of medium skin toned son, and wow. then me and my brother look different too, and you know they're siblings and we're siblings and all four of us standing next to each other, they they look at her and they're like, well, one either she's had babies with four different dads, or right. two some of these kids don't belong to her. <laughs> right. um, the other part is that my brother and I are five years apart, almost. So, right. and this is a part of racism that is just like one of those subtle racist things. They're like, well, okay, I know that your daughter is part black. Um, they're five years apart. You must have different dads. You must have. You know, because yeah. they, he must I, have, you know. <laughs> dad didn't, you know, he wasn't going to stay around for that He wasn't going to stay around. I mean, like. To have thing. another child. Yeah, so so we yeah we get that she would get that a lot of the time. Um, some of the things that she never got, or at least that I don't, I'm not aware of. She never got asked if we were hers though. Because um, they like, just knew. They yeah, I mean they just probably assumed. With with my mom, even you know now, with my wife, they think she's her mom. You know, mm. like oh, are you are you Irene's mom? Yeah, I can um, see that. But you know. But uh, but she's always loved being out with us, you know, with my brothers <laughs> and such, and just be like, hey, I'm there. You know what I mean? If anybody yeah. said anything, she wants to get in them. Like, look, no, these are my sons. Are Don't, my, you know what I mean? Yeah. So They came from me. That's yeah. funny. I'm trying to think of what else we can kind of. Actually, I can't believe what we did. We hit an hour. Um, oh, who's talking? We can we can go ahead and kind of wrap it up. I, I want to mm-hmm. see, like, how you feel about just kind of maybe from time to time I w- tell you a little bit about the interviews that I have and we kind of talk a little yeah. bit about them or um, if you ever want to jump in on them too because like I, fi- I feel like this isn't it's it's not quite 100% mine because you and I have talked about doing this or something like for this for so yeah, long yeah. and um, but no yeah I, I, I love I love talking about it it needs to be talked about especially mm-hmm. right now um, right so yeah, we can get into a deep 
Yeah, so that's it. Uh, that was the discussion or part of the discussion between Blurred Vision and myself, my childhood friend. We did end kind of abruptly because we jumped into a different conversation immediately after that. But like I said, it was very important for me to include him in whatever the first thing of Militantly Mixed was going to be because without him, it probably wouldn't have taken shape quite the way it is. And he's just, a you know, a fixture a mixed race fixture from my mixed race life. But please stay tuned for our first official episode, episode one, feeling like I was fighting to be seen as white with Canadian-based rapper John Corbin. Militantly Mixed will release a new episode every week on Thursdays, and we hope you continue the conversation with us over on Facebook, www.facebook.com slash militantlymixed, where we will have weekly discussions about the episode that week. If you feel like you would like to be on an episode of Militantly Mixed, please email me at charmaine at militantlymixed.com. That's S as in Sam. H-A-R-M as in Mary, A-N as in Nancy, E at militantlymixed.com. And you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at militantlymixed. And you can also follow our podcast network, Main Hustle Media, on all social media platforms at Main Hustle Media. And that is M-A-N-E Hustle Media. Peace, y'all. Militantly Mix is a main hustle media podcast produced and hosted by me, Charmaine Johnson. Music is by David Bogan, The One. And if you like what you heard on Militantly Mix, please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes and wherever you find your podcasts. Main Hustle Media. Turn your side hustle into your main hustle.